You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. I'm Stacey Marie Ishmael, Managing Editor of Crypto for Bloomberg News. And this is Bloomberg Crypto, a daily Bloomberg iHeart podcast. It's Wednesday, July 20th. If you spend enough time around people who believe that crypto can transform society, you'll eventually hear them make an argument about financial inclusion. It tends to go something like this. Ordinary people who are shut out from traditional banking systems or who haven't benefited from generational wealth, should consider crypto as an alternative. This argument is an extension of the idea that all roads in crypto point to profits. But current market conditions show that this just isn't really the case. Still, it's an argument that some of the wealthiest people in the world continue to believe in. People like Jay-Z, Beyonce's husband, and Jack Dorsey, former CEO of Twitter. Jay-Z has teamed up with Dorsey on what they're calling Bitcoin Academy, which has the goal of educating and empowering people through financial literacy with a focus on Bitcoin. Jay-Z and Jack Dorsey launched Bitcoin Academy to promote financial education. I think this is a great thing that they're doing. The response is a little bit back and forth. He's launching a different kind of initiative towards helping out the groups of folks that are there. It's all free for the residents. This program aims to provide education, empower the community with knowledge. Today, I'm joined by Bloomberg reporters Polina Cachero and Akila Gardner. We'll discuss Bitcoin Academy and the wider topic of crypto and financial inclusion. Paulina, Akela, thank you so much for joining us today. Now, Akela, you are in D.C., but before you left New York, one of the stories that you reported was about this idea of Black investors in the U.S. and their interests in crypto. Can you say some more about what you found? For sure. So last year I did this story looking at clubhouse groups, particularly Black groups targeted towards Black Americans. And one of the groups that I looked at was Black Bitcoin billionaires. And something or two things that I found from that group that I kept hearing consistently, consistently from Black Americans invested in crypto was one, they were really attracted to the fact that it was decentralized. So there is not one entity or person who controls the space, especially with an asset like Bitcoin, where you can't really trace the person who started it. And they were attracted to that because it felt like outside of the norms of traditional institutions that have continuously excluded Black Americans have shown bias and discrimination against them. And so they were attracted to that there was nobody who was really helming it or no one that at the end of the day they could blame if it didn't work out. And two, 
this idea that you can get rich quickly. And obviously, there is a disparity in wealth among Black Americans. So that was always an attraction to there is that they could see that they could build wealth from it. And let's be frank, people have made money in the crypto space. But right now we are in this moment where Bitcoin is down 70% from its November high. It seems like crypto's companies are going bankrupt and you know, we've seen stable coins collapse completely. And so that's the caveat when you have something like a decentralized system where when people lose big, nobody is really accountable in the end. So the very same dynamic that you're describing as attractive is really only attractive when prices are going up, right? And now we're in a situation where prices are not going up. It's it's completely the opposite story. You know, there, there are all sorts of stats, to your point, around the disparities in wealth and wealth generation and wealth retention as it relates to Black households. I remember one from a couple of years ago that said, in the United States, the net worth of a typical white family is nearly 10 times greater than that of a typical Black family. And that of a typical Black family is like less than $20,000. So you can absolutely understand the appeal of that embrace of something that promises to give you a little bit better return if you feel like you've been poorly served by traditional banks. Which brings me to, Paulina, you've been reporting on an initiative from Jay-Z and Jack Dorsey, which is really very specifically targeted. Can you say more about what that initiative is? Yeah, so Jay-Z and Jack Dorsey, you know, launched this program called the Bitcoin Academy at the Marzi Houses, which is where Jay-Z grew up. The idea of the Academy was to provide education and empower the community with knowledge. Um, You know, Jack Dorsey specifically cited, you know, how they wanted to educate residents about Bitcoin after seeing how cryptocurrency had become a critical tool for many in African and Central and South America. You know, as part of this program, they're offering in-person and online sessions. It's restricted to the residents of Marcy Housing, and the whole program is free. I talk to people who are working with the program, and the idea is, they say, is purely education. And, you know, residents that are join this academy will get around $20 to $25 worth of Bitcoin and get hands-on technical support to start wallets and, um, you know, learn how they can use cryptocurrencies. I think, you know, as you mentioned before, the caveat is, you know, there's a lot of opportunity that has been seen in, um, you know, cryptocurrency to build wealth, especially among communities that have historically faced barriers from traditional financial institutions to doing so. However, during at a time where we're seeing a lot of losses in the crypto market, you know, Marcy residents felt that the academy was a bit out of touch um, with the struggles that they were facing. What are some of the kinds of things that the residents identified as being out of touch? Particularly with crypto, a lot of the people who invest in crypto tend to be white wealthier, have an income over 100000 You know, investing in crypto is, you know, something that you should do when you have money set aside that you're willing to lose. But for, you know, people who are living at the Marcy houses, um, you know, the average income for public housing residents was about $24,531 as of March 2022. And Black and Latino populations who predominantly live in these in New York City housing, they're being hardest hit by the impacts of inflation. And they're just trying to, you know, tighten their belt and save money and put food on the table and spending additional money that they could stand to lose on Bitcoin 
might not be the smartest decision for them right now. It's very like billionaire right? Mm -hmm. To not have a sense of what other people are going through because most billionaires made more money during the pandemic than they started with. Yeah, exactly. And The Guardian talked to Marcy residents about how they felt about the program, and they felt the people that they talked to didn't feel like they were super engaged. But when I talked to individuals from the Bitcoin Academy, they said that they had about 300 people signed up, whether or not the attendance will be high at the Academy. I guess we'll have to wait and see as they're still ongoing. We will indeed. Go ahead, Akila. Something that I thought was interesting about the Academy is all of these things that they offer the residents. They they have free dinner two times a week. They're offering Wi-Fi devices, one-year unlimited data, smartphones if needed. So I can imagine if residents here, like Paulina mentioned, they, they can't afford to put food on the table. They might not afford Wi-Fi data or these devices. They might just go in order to get those benefits. But I wonder, even if they just sign up to get the education and to get some of these benefits, will they be influenced by the end of the program Mm -hmm. to then invest in Bitcoin because they've sat through it, because they're in the room with maybe like-minded people? I just wonder, too, if that's also a draw for these residents. And maybe that's why the number of people signing up is, is so high right now. Yeah, I definitely think that is one of the ways they wanted to, you know, encourage people to come by, you know, making it easy for them to participate. But yeah, I guess we'll have to see, you know, whether or not residents will actually partake in investing in Bitcoin. But we just hope that they, you know, will explain that there are dangers. Uh, You know, it's a high risk, high reward asset. There is opportunity to make money, but cryptocurrencies are not a legal tender. It's not FDIC insured. So if you lose money from a scam or you just lose the private key to a wallet, you know, there's not much people can do. Thank you both. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Ron Kraszewski, chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do. That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. 
Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. The thing that I find fascinating here is the more marginalized you are, the more vulnerable you are, the more you are likely to have to bear disproportionate risk that you can't afford to absorb. One of the stats that I found so striking, there was a report from the Kansas City Fed that talked about, you know, the proportion of of Black Americans who own crypto versus white Americans. And white Americans owe a higher percentage of stocks than Black Americans do. It's a lot harder for your average person who does not have a financial planner or who does not understand how the E-trades of the world works to just like become an, an Apple shareholder. It's a lot easier if there's a Bitcoin ATM at a Walmart, which is a thing that exists in the US, to become exposed to cryptocurrency. But to the point that both of you have made, you also get way less financial education about it. And I think that dichotomy is certainly something that regulators and other folks who are worried about this are are starting to look into. There was a a great survey from Charles Schwab and, and Aerial Investment that kind of touched on those points that you just made. And what was interesting from that survey is is it found that Black investors actually had a distrust in the stock market, something that I hadn't really heard from people before. And of course, it also found that Black investors disproportionately invest in crypto compared to their white counterparts. That number was 38% to to 29%. But what's interesting about, you know, the conversation of stocks versus crypto is stocks normally have fundamentals. They're businesses. They have a business model. But crypto is so dependent on market sentiment and adoption. I just found that really striking is that they thought that stocks were or something that was not to be trusted. And that may be, again, just because it's viewed as this traditional form of wealth Mm -hmm. building. Lots, lots and lots to consider here. But you have given such a a helpful overview, Akila and Paulina. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thank you both. You can find more of their reporting on the Bloomberg Terminal, on Bloomberg.com, or follow them on Twitter. Paulina is at Paulina Cachero, and Akela is at Gardner Akela. On the next episode of Bloomberg Crypto, the crypto winter of 2022 has claimed several casualties so far. And there's one name that seems to be the one everyone is talking about. That's Celsius Network, a crypto lender that's now filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. As prices spiraled and customers tried to withdraw their crypto from the platform, Celsius buckled under the pressure. For the debrief on what's happening, you'll hear from Bloomberg Crypto senior editor Anna Herrera and reporters Olga Karif and Emily Nicole. I'm Stacey Marie Ishmael, and this is Bloomberg Crypto, a daily podcast from Bloomberg and iHeartRadio. For more shows from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Email your questions, comments, or suggestions for the show to crypto at Bloomberg.net. And you'll find us on Twitter at Crypto. The supervising producer of Bloomberg Crypto is Vicky Vergalina. Our senior producer is Janet Babin. Our producer is Mohamed Farouk. Our producer is Sharon Bariro. Our associate producers are Ty Butler and Moses Andam. Desta Wonderad is our engineer. Original music by Leo Sidrin.
The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.